You're listening to Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to episode number five. Wow. Y'all, we made it to episode number five. Praise them. Okay. Um, Again, y'all know how we do this. I want to thank you all so much for your support and making, I mean, making this happen. We made it to episode number five. We got five letters in. That's I'm, that's something to look forward to and to be grateful for. And I am so grateful. Um, today's title is going to be Align the Motives with the Vision. All right now, without further ado, let's get into episode number five. All right, today's letter reads, Hey, Jaleesa. I am new to listening to you on Spotify, and I want to say you have such a comforting voice, and I love you and your podcast already. Thank you so much. (laughs) My two questions are, how can I give myself motivation to go about life and school when I feel like doing nothing? And two, what is your advice for someone to let go of the things that offended or caused them pain in their life? Okay. Let's let's tackle question number one first. So for me, I don't I don't know what your faith is or what your walk is like with God. Um, but I always, always go back to scripture when I'm going through something like this in really anything in my life, because I find that the strength that I need or the motivation that I need is beyond someone just telling me to do it right you get a syllabus in school and so you know at the beginning of the year what you're going to be learning when it's going to be due all of that everyone doesn't take it upon themselves to get everything done within the first let's say month of school you turn in the assignments when they're due sometimes you turn them in when they're late but you have that syllabus from the beginning of time or from the, not the beginning of time, but from the beginning of, of school. I think that we need to prepare a syllabus for our lives also. And I'll get more into that as we progress. But your motivation is going to stem from excitement about what's to come. If you think that this is it and that God is not, does not have a hold on your life and that he's not about to show up and show out then baby, I'd be unmotivated too. But if you know that God is always working on you and hasn't stopped working on you, that's motivation. That's something to look forward to. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and this is in, in the New International Version. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That alone is is a bold statement it's like we're not motivated when we're in this stage of our lives whatever stage you might be in right now um for other listeners but with you specifically you're in college and sometimes not being able to see the finish line gives us 
a lack of motivation because there's so much that's going on and you're putting your all into each situation. But it's important for you to redirect your focus. I don't know if you're a senior or a junior or a sophomore or even a freshman. I don't know because I know that different years in college bring forth different kinds of energy like when you're a freshman you're a little more like oh my goodness I gotta get this done and I gotta get this done you're trying to keep up with the fun and then by the time you get to like junior senior year you done already figured out your routine you know where all the classes and buildings are like you're just you're just kind of coasting right and so by the time you do get to senior year you're just waiting for graduation because you see that graduation is in May and that you're going to be there quick, fast, and in a hurry. Your effort shouldn't change if you continuously remind yourself of why you are there. Don't stop putting in your 100% when you start to see the blessing come. Give your 100% until you get that blessing and then thereafter because if you start to teach yourself how to stay motivated right now when you go on in your life and everyone else around you is unmotivated and they're cutting corners you would have already built yourself up to be motivated and to also like work hard and and not give off that spirit of laziness because baby that is a spirit And that is the spirit set to destroy you. Do you hear me? In Proverbs chapter 13, verse four, it says lazy people want much, but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. You have an opportunity to be someone great. Don't take it for granted. Nowadays, going to college is normal, you know? Every friend I had growing up went to college and every close friend I kept graduated. But You have to remind yourself that you get to go to college and not that you have to go. You could be working only. You could be at home doing nothing without such an opportunity. But you get to go to college. You get to experience a higher education. You get to be one more person added to the average rate of college graduates amongst your generation. You get to be the change you want to see. Now it's time to redirect your mindset. I've really been studying this scripture that I'm about to share with you because I got to a place in my life, even right now, I'm 25 years old and at my big age, I am still experiencing the hardships of trying to find motivation on my own. But then I also realized that it's not about self-motivation but instead about the faith and the hope and the trust that I put into God and really like knowing my word and understanding the promises that he has for me and even the directions that he has put into words for us to be able to study so you know I always go back to the Bible and in Habakkuk chapter 2 verses two to three. And this is in the King James version. I'm gonna read it in two versions. I want you to be able to take from it the full message. But I feel like if you put the two versions of this together, it brings forth different understandings, but they're necessary. So in the King James version, it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon tables 
that he may run that readeth it. Then verse three says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, in the message version, it says, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. Create a vision board or a vision list and put it where you will always see it. So like on the opposite wall of your bed or your phone screensaver, computer screensaver, somewhere where you're going to see it every day and hone down on it. You can read books, you can watch movies, you can listen to motivational speeches, but make sure that you have a vision for yourself. What do you want to do in life? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? What is what is your motive behind being where you are? See, people want to be motivated and you're searching for this motivation with no sense of direction because you don't have a motive behind your energy why are you lacking that motivation what has shifted in your mindset that has now given you the okay to relax and to rest and to be less motivated is it that you've already gained what it is that you were looking for Because if you're not where you want to be, that is motivation within itself. You're not there yet. Don't stop. Don't slow down your pace because you see the finish line. You keep running like this is a game of tag and you don't want to be it. The scripture says to write the vision so big that even if you were running away, you could still read it. Your goals, your aspirations, who you see yourself becoming, write it all out and claim it. And when the blessing seems too far away or like it's not it's not going to come. Remember that if you stopped today or if you gave up and didn't give it your all or give it your best shot. That could have been the day where it counted the most. Imagine turning in like weekly discussion board essays, right? In the first three to four, you give your all and you realize that your professor has been giving everyone participation points for it. So that little five out of five means nothing to you because such and such did it and they got a five out of five too. But just as long as they completed the assignment, that's all that seems to matter, right? Then it comes time for your fifth essay and you don't put in as much work or thought because you're unmotivated. You come into class the next day and your professor tells the class that the essay five will be submitted to the university for an opportunity for for one student to win a grant. And you know you did a half decent job on it. If you lose sight of your mission, if you break eye contact with the prize, you risk the opportunity of a blessing that was waiting for you on that day. 
some days I'm so unmotivated to go to work because it's a job and not my career. And every time I've pushed through the negative thoughts, I got paid some of the greatest tips. Do you hear me? I get to set a standard of my day that does not depend on on the day, but on my mindset going into it. What do you want? Why are you there? How can you use this to benefit your future self? Ask yourself those questions. Then pray for some guidance to obtain a level of motivation that'll keep you going steady. Until you're ready to pick up your energy and your pace, take your time with God and take your time with your vision and analyzing it and making sure that you study it. Romans uh, 12 verse 2, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When you realize that where you are today is just a stepping stool to where you can be and that the things that you already imagined in your mind for yourself are tiny compared to what it is that God has already put in your path of righteousness you start to get a little bit more motivated. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to have days where you do feel unmotivated. What I'm saying is those days are normal, but there's a source with a greater motivation that's far beyond this world, far beyond your own imagination. And that source is God. That source is God. Release your mind of the shackles of laziness because it doesn't get you far You might get somewhere, but you want to get ahead. That's why you're in college. Because some people have worked their whole lives to get to where they are. And that's the path that they chose. And I'm not knocking anybody down by any means necessary. But what I'm saying is you were given this opportunity to go to college and to get to get ahead because there are certain experiences that you experience in college outside of the classroom that help you later on in life, whether it be networking because you done met somebody and now this person owns this business and they could give you this business opportunity, whatever it is. Like sometimes just being in college and being around people who are motivated who do have drive who are looking forward to being something also helps you create that motivation too but you have to sit next to God and have that conversation of what are my next steps and what do I need to be doing see if you don't stay busy or if you don't find something to do you're going to get lazy because you're going to have a lot more time to rest and then you're going to you're going to become unmotivated find something to do get more involved even in school and in life right like outside of my job i got to find a hobby because baby i don't always want to go there i don't always want to be at work but i have a hobby and in order for me to fund my hobby i have to make money so there goes my motivation in that situation right there okay you had a second question and it says, what is my advice 
Or you said, what is your advice for someone to let go of the things that offended or caused them pain in their life? I did touch base on this in episode four, but this was submitted prior to it. So I'll briefly speak on this. There are different phases to moving on and forgiving someone. There is sadness, which normally comes first. Uh, There's anger. There's numbness. And then... There is the readiness to let go. I am a victim of heartbreak, okay? And I'm sure almost everyone listening is too. I'm a victim of heartbreak. But I am also a warrior and an overcomer of it too. If you are granted the opportunity to talk to the source directly, I would, if it was me... I started to forgive people a little easier when I remembered that forgiveness does not equal letting them back into my life. And then reading in 2 Chronicles where it says the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. You put so much energy into carrying hurt. Sometimes that energy could be taking away from energy you could be putting into something else like school. If you're focused on the hurt that someone has has made you endure you're you're focused on that pain you're not gonna have enough time to focus on other things or you're gonna feel you're gonna feel like your energy is is being tarnished or your battery is gonna run low because you're spending so much energy doing something else it's like we run to find a charger when our battery is low for our computers or our cell phones. But we don't run to God when our energy is low, our motivation is low towards something that can help refuel us, recharge us. You want to recharge your battery with positive things, things that will also pour back into you, right? Like I I have to... I have to remind myself that if I pour all of this juice, right, into something or someone else that is not going to then pour that same amount of juice, if not more, back into me, then I'm just wasting my time. Holding on to hurt and holding on to things that people have done to you to offend you, that's draining out your your battery because what are you going to get out of focusing on something someone has done to you in the past all you're going to do is drain yourself and hurt yourself more and you're going to be more upset with that situation especially if it's heartbreak in in the way that like I'm thinking about it and I could be wrong but I can talk about so many times in my life where someone had caused me emotional pain but for some reason This brings me back to a heartbreak when I was in college. You know, lately, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've been letting y'all in my business. And honestly, if it's going to help you in some way, if it's helping, and if, if it helps just one person, then I feel like I've done my job. So I don't mind sharing with you. And I'm just going to treat this like you and I are on the phone. And this is this is just the real real. Okay. That's draining out your your battery because what are you going to get out of focusing on something someone has done to you in the past? 
all you're going to do is drain yourself and hurt yourself more. And you're going to be more upset with that situation, especially if it's heartbreak in, in the way that like I'm thinking about it. And I could be wrong, but I can talk about so many times in my life where someone had caused me emotional pain. But for some reason, this brings me back to heartbreak when I was in college. You know, I, lately, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've been letting y'all in my business. And honestly, if it's going to help you in some way, if it's helping and if, if it helps just one person, then I feel like I've done my job. So I don't mind sharing with you. And I'm just going to treat this like you and I are on the phone. And this is this is just the real real. OK, <laughs> so I was truly best friends with this guy. Right. And he broke my heart. OK. And I dealt with the matter very privately because no one around me knew him because he didn't he didn't attend my school. So I would mope around in the mornings and then I get myself together to go to classes and whatnot. That same year, I promised myself to go hard. I was so involved in school work and getting myself together that I had forgotten what it felt like to hurt from this heartbreak. And this heartbreak was pretty bad. Like I'm talking about your girl was not eating. I was, I might as well have been fasting, but fasting without the right intentions. Okay. I, I didn't even have motivation to feed myself. How dare I? And then, and then I'm not feeding my spirit. Like, of course I'm going to be drained. Of course I'm going to be unmotivated, but no, there was literally a shift once I, started to have more to do I was like oh, I'm gonna get involved in this club I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that like I'm I'm about to show out for myself I'm about to be there for myself like nobody's business because I'm not going to be a prisoner of my own hurt this was not self-inflicted hurt right someone had hurt me but if I allow that hurt to live within my body and to be a reminder every day that I wake up that someone hurt me then I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm not I didn't sign up for that I signed up to be fearfully and wonderfully made and that's exactly what I am and I'm gonna walk in my purpose and I'm gonna continue to move as if I've 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 got it like that because I do. And so I was finding ways to replenish the energy that I had wasted on this hurt. The more I focused my energy into other things like God in my vision, I had less time to focus on my hurt. But now I had to forgive. I would never want someone to remind me of the bad things that I've done to them in the past. Could you imagine it's been five years and you're still upset about what I said to you, but you didn't talk to me about it. How weird. The same way that I would never want someone to remind me of something that I did bad to them or my wrongdoings is the same way that I should not be reminding myself of the bad things that someone has done to me. Remember again, if you are forgiving somebody for something that they have done, you are also disassociating that feeling of hurt, of pain from that situation because you shouldn't have to feel that anymore. But you don't forget what it is that someone's done to you. You just focus on something else, okay? There used to be times when I could think about a situation where I was hurt and channel that energy and then all of a sudden I'm hurt all over again. 
Why am I crying again? Why am I crying still? It's because I I wasn't allowing myself to forget what it felt like to be that hurt. But everyone deserves the opportunity to live a life with peace and love and true joy because see, happiness is for a moment. But joy is, is something that comes from God. It's something that that lasts despite the circumstances. Happiness is circumstantial. In life, I look for joy. I look for peace. I look for the things in my life that will make me a better me. If I had nobody else in the world to help me or talk to me, what would things look like? It would be me and God. Yeah, yeah. It would be me and God, hand in hand, figuring it out. And it should always be that way. When you're forgiving someone, when you're finding motivation, even even finding the motivation to forgive. I can't let nobody rob me of my joy, meaning I can't let anybody rob me of God's promise. My joy also comes from some successes in life. I woke up this morning. How successful. I was able to eat this morning. How successful am I? How fortunate am I? How blessed am I to get the opportunity to walk this life with God, knowing that That's who I serve, knowing that that's what counts at the end of the day. Don't let anyone rob you of your joy, of your peace, of your love. Two things I want you to use your voice for, to ask God for help and to have that conversation with whoever it is that hurt you. If having that conversation is not an option, I want you to use your voice to confess with your mouth what you are believing God for. And thank him for what's to come. I hope that that gives you a sense of motivation within itself. Looking forward to how much greater life will be. And understanding that today's troubles are today's troubles. But tomorrow's blessing is going to change your life. And you better claim that. That is my advice to you. And I hope that I helped you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for waking us up this morning and giving us a new day to rejoice and be glad in. I pray for this person. I pray that you give them peace. Always peace. Courage, confidence, motivation for them to stay focused on the plan and the will that you have for them, dear God. Help them to understand that the pain does not last forever. That joy cometh in the morning. That they are able to set standards for themselves for each day so that how they move in life and the motivation that they're looking for in life will come from you. That you will be their direct source. Through all things, God, I believe that your hand is in it. So may your hand be in this situation, on this situation, on them, touching their lives in the ways that they need you to. If they feel broken, Lord Jesus, fill them up with the Holy Spirit and make them whole. We give you all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
This is episode five of Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any situations or topics you need advice on, send a letter to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. That's letters, T-O-J-E-L-I-S-S-A at gmail.com. And I'll respond on my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out.